Thought Bubble Audio. I had the thought that we could do a bit if we wanted to. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what's what's your bit? What if I call it podcast meeting? All crew, a all podcast crew. meeting. <laughs> it's time for a podcast meeting. <laughs> yes, Captain Kirsty. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kirsty. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. <laughs> and it's time for you to watch with us. <laughs> Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. <laughs> I've spent too much time on a boat. One of us has had a bottle of wine, one of us has not. <laughs> Come at me. Oh no. Oh no. <sighs> Alright. Okay. What what are we talking about this week? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> this episode, yeah, we watched some trashy reality television for you. <laughs> I did a bad thing. <laughs> Kelsey did a thing that is slowly going to unravel the fabric of my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to talk about stacks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so... First, we watched the Bravo show Below Deck Mediterranean, which is a spinoff <laughs> of the reality show Below Deck, which is about people who work on yachts. Yeah. And then, because Kelsey is coming to visit me tomorrow, which will be in the past by the time you hear this, we're going to talk about snacks, because Kelsey and I are going to sit in my basement on my couch and eat snacks all weekend. Right. We were going to get drunk together, but Kirsty jumped the gun. <laughs> you know, I was spending so much time watching television about rich people who drink all day on yachts <laughs> that I was like, what if I just come home from work and drink an entire bottle of wine? It's fine. It's totally fine. You're going to be in really good shape tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to be great tomorrow. I'm drinking seltzer now. That'll save you. Yeah. Do you remember you the last episode when I had <laughs> a whole can of wine and found out the next day that it says this is two and a half glasses of wine on it? <laughs> you didn't tell me that on Slack. Yeah. It was after I'd already That's had rude. three glasses of wine. So <laughs> it was a no. mistake. <laughs> Kelsey, that's almost wine night level. No, it's not. Almost. I said almost. It's adjusted in relative terms for us being old now. Oh, I see. <laughs> Every glass is weighted from where it was at the time of wine night. Yeah. It's fair, like being fair, graded fair. on a curve, except with, like, gray hairs. <laughs> Not if you dye them. <laughs> and who among us? <laughs> who among us? <laughs> Did you go somewhere? No. no. I was just making fun of you. Oh, I thought you were going to finish that sentence. No. 
It was rhetorical. You were supposed to get the application. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We- <laughs> Jesus. We watched the Bravo reality show. We told show them like seven times deck. what we watched. It's fine. We haven't gotten to the segment itself. Below Deck Mediterranean. Kelsey, why did we watch this show? There's a few reasons why we watched this show. The underlying reason is that Catherine Van Arendonk, our favorite person on Twitter, (laughs) has tweeted about liking this show before, so I knew I would like it, and I've kind of stayed away because I didn't want to open that can of worms, but I knew it would be, like, the trash that I wanted. So I've always, like, had it somewhere back there, but I was listening to a pop culture happy hour, and for some reason, they were the advertising sponsor, and (laughs) it was promoting the season that was starting, and I remembered I was like, Shh, well, we don't have content ideas, but I do have a DVR. <laughs> so I was like, this is our time. And Yeah, by the are. way, if you have content you want us to watch, like, now is your time. Mm-hmm. We're quote-unquote having a content planning session this weekend. <laughs> yeah, quote-unquote. Which means we'll come up with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But you can rest assured that we will spend three nights on my couch eating Cheez-Its, and that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert for next segment. (laughs) Spoiler Um, alert for your grocery list. (laughs) I do have to go to the store in the morning. Um, So, (laughs) before we begin... Yes. I... (laughs) wanted to do a little, like, team-building exercise as hosts. Okay. Is this like a trust fall? (laughs) It's like a trust fall, but more yacht-like. Okay. I would like you to run me through your preference sheet. Ooh. (sighs) All right. So they tell you what they like to eat? Yep. And what they like to do? Yeah, like, what excursions they want to do while they're in the Mediterranean, and, like, if there are specific toys from the boat they want to play with, and Mm. um, if there are specific things they want to watch on television, that comes up in season one. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, anything in particular that you want to bend the crew to your will while you're on this boat. Ooh, okay. I'm going to definitely have them hand deliver me solo cups of Cheez-Its while Mm. I'm sitting on, like, the giant float. Yep. I think that's the toy I would choose because I don't want to, like, go places. I just want to float and eat snacks. You don't want any excursions? Well, no. I mean, for boat toys. We'll get to excursions. um, As part of your preference sheet meeting... Where in the Mediterranean are we? Are we in Greece? Are we in France? Are we in Italy? Like, where are we? We are in Italy. Okay. Like, Amalfi Coast. Sure. And they're going to have to deliver me pasta somehow. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Fresh pasta. And then I probably would have them make me waffles, like lemon ricotta waffles. Ooh. You know, that that would be right up my alley. And yep. I would also make sure that they had all of my content watching apps already logged in 
to my accounts and prepare yep. for me because I'm not going to do that myself. And mm-hmm. uh, for excursions, I would want to go to like a pasta thing, like a meal. Maybe that's like my shore beachside meal. Sure. And what else? You only want to play with floats? You don't want any of, like, the ski-doos or anything? No, I don't like those in the ocean. Mm. They're too choppy. Mm-hmm. I would maybe do that, like, water slide. Yes, the slides are amazing. I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. You get three days, if that helps you. The charters are three days. Three days? 200 grand. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need more things for them to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they Unless would be. Unless you just want to be one of those people who just hangs out on the sun deck and eats pasta for the entire three days, which they and do cheese have. I think. And Cheez-Its. And Cheez-Its. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I would really want a competent chef, though. That would be important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll, boy. We'll get there. What is your we'll preference sheet, then? So my preference sheet for three days in the Mediterranean, I would either be going from somewhere in Greece or somewhere in Croatia, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, although, let's be honest, anywhere is fine by me. I'm cheap. Um. No, you're not cheap. You have 200 grand to blow on three days on a boat. (laughs) Fair, 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 fair. In terms of food, I'm with you. I think breakfast would be heavily prioritized. Um, there would be lots of breakfast sausage represented Mm -hmm. in my preference sheet. Omelets, waffles, pancakes, um, it would also have to be said specifically in the preference sheet that I require Vermont maple syrup. <laughs> I'm not paying $200,000 to fuck around on a yacht that serves the fake shit. Are you no, fucking you're right. kidding me? You're right. And I wouldn't, I don't know that I ever would have thought of it <laughs> in all of the times that I'm going to charter a yacht, except that in this season, we see a chef put out old El Paso hard taco shells. The, like, crappy brand name things that I see on that boat make me nauseous, but it's fine. It was insane. It's, like, shit that I literally don't choose to buy at the grocery store because it's not my jam. Yeah. And people who have a lot more money than me are paying for this shit. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we'll get there. Trust me. (laughs) Um, Other things on my preference sheet um, would probably be, like, orange juice, coffee, water served at breakfast service. And then starting mimosas at lunch and then G&Ts by, like, 2 or 3 in the afternoon. And then wine, beer, and liquor available all through dinner. Yeah. And a combination of, like, I don't, I have a hard time narrowing down what I would put on my preference sheet for food for three days. Because I could go for anything from, like, burgers to, like, entirely raw things, like nothing but sushi, oysters, and steak tartare. To, mm-hmm. like, sandwiches to, like, Mexican food. And I can fluctuate through that in, like, a day. My only caveat would be they don't have a grill. That's true. That's Keep true. Keep that in mind. Yeah. I don't know if this is, like, better or worse for a chef on a yacht, but I feel like on my preference sheet I would just end up being like, I like anything, just feed me. But don't feed me tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, do not give me old El Paso taco kit taco shells. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that on my own time. I know where to mm-hmm. find that in the store. <laughs> right. 
I also think oysters would be a requirement every night because I do particularly like oysters. <sighs> Can we get oysters this weekend? Oh, we should get oysters this weekend. Okay, so that's what we're doing. <laughs> At some point. That's probably what we're doing. So I didn't know that you like oysters. I, I you like oysters. Like for some I like oysters. I love oysters. Holy shit. Anyway. <laughs> um, so that would probably be on my preference sheet. Sure. Like oysters at lunch and dinner every day. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, chocolate for dessert, and that would probably be it. I think I'd be, like, otherwise good, as long as I knew I had access to, like, good cocktails. Mm. The one thing that gives me pause is that Hannah makes all the cocktails, and I don't know what her credentials are as a bartender. I've been curious about that. I really have. Same. The one thing that I feel like... I should include in mine is access to Scrabble and or cribbage at night. Mm. Sure. Board games are important. I would request card games, I think. Well, that's why I said cribbage. Ugh. Ugh. Sure. (laughs) I've never played cribbage, but it doesn't seem like my jam. I love cribbage. Um, this has been a really productive preference sheet meeting. Yeah, it really has. I feel like I know a lot about you as a charter guest. (laughs) Oh, I didn't see what I wanted as excursions or toys. No! I also want floats. I also want the the slide. I want the ski-doos because I've never been on one. Mm -hmm. And in terms of excursions, I just want you to take me into town, and then I want you to leave me alone for, like, six hours so I can just, like, eat a bunch of shit. And then I'll come back to the boat on my own. You don't need to attend me. It's fine. Yeah, I don't like it when they follow them around. No. That was, like, a whole thing in episode two. And it's like, you know, it's fine. We'll just meet up at an agreed-upon time. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. 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 Do you think you would be an easy charter guest or a hard charter guest? I would be an easy charter guest. But I would probably be, like, not accustomed to the lifestyle, so I probably wouldn't want them (laughs) serving me as much as they do. So that might actually be annoying and frustrating for them yeah so that's what i was gonna say i'm watching an episode in season one right now where they have a bunch of models on board who are not people who are accustomed to like the yacht lifestyle and that's exactly what the whole crew says is like those charters are a lot easier because it's not people who are accustomed to being waited upon the way that like their regular charter guests are Mm mm-hmm But if you weren't on there for, like, a work trip, you were on there because you chartered it, but you also weren't used to being, like, a charter guest, I feel like that would be a weird limbo that would be hard for the crew. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we should tell people what we actually watched. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're starting season four, I believe. Correct. And there's three episodes that have come out, and... So far, we basically have met the new crew. Some of them were on past seasons, and some of them are fresh, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they, like, skim over some past drama, but it's mostly, like, a hard reset, as far as I can tell. It's the same as, like, any other reality show. Yeah. Where the cast may or may not switch out throughout the season, where it's like, this individual has a story arc, and this individual is new to this weird reality universe, and, like... If you're someone who's watched it, then you can kind of follow that arc. And if you're someone who's never watched it, then you can jump in the middle and it's fine. Yeah. And 
So basically they spend the first episode getting the boat ready for the start of the season. And they have a charter guest, but they're like not noteworthy, really. None of them are. No. Usually. The main drama is about the chef, and we're going to get into that. <laughs> but, like, TLDR, she may be fake news. <laughs> yep. And uh, episode two, <clears throat> they... What are they doing? They go to the bar? I thought that was episode three. Mm-mm. Well, they, two it's into both. three, maybe? It's two into three. Yeah. Okay. That's, like, the yeah, only yeah, other yeah. thing yeah, that yeah, happens, yeah. right? It's, like, chef drama plus go yep. to the bar. So each each charter is like an episode and a half. Yeah. So there's like a little bit of straddling between charters. And in between charters, the crew gets a night off and they tend to go onto land and like go to the club. Right. And do like whatever they're going to do there. And yeah, that's like the chance for the drama to happen between the crew because the rest of the time that they're on the boat, it's like pretty workplacey. Mm-hmm. But because it's reality TV, you need a chance for them to do, like, the drama thing. Right. So there's, like, going out drama. We'll also get to that. And yes. then in the third episode, there's a lot more chef drama. And there's also <laughs> a charter guest who is a, like, sex toy salesperson? Company it's owner? Not totally Influencer. clear to me. So clearly she was introduced in a previous season. Yeah. And she is framed as being friends with the captain of the boat. Yeah. And so last season she was on the boat and there was some kind of storm. And so the boat couldn't go. Mm. And so that was like a drama. So then this season it's framed as like the boat's got to go. And she's like this loud, obnoxious alcoholic who just like makes everybody use sex toys. Yeah. So there's a lot but of But it's that not clear happening. like what her profession actually is. Right. Yeah. Is that like everything that really happens? In these three episodes, yeah. Yeah. Like there's yeah. A, not a lot of plot, shall we say. No, there's not. I think it's interesting that we spend approximately an episode and a half to two episodes with each charter. Mm. Because the charter guests themselves, and I'm working on ep uh, season one right now, and this is still true, they don't really have a lot of, like, personality or characterization. Yeah. They have, like, just enough. So, like, the first charter that they have is a guy, his wife, and, like, a couple of their friends, and it's his wife's birthday. They may or may not be swingers. I mean, what? It, it's it's <laughs> iffy. It's really iffy. <laughs> um, but the primary is the guy. Yeah. And he's like the super rich American dude, but he's kind of played as if he's like a little bit oafy and like maybe nouveau riche in the sense that he has no taste. Yeah. Which we'll get into when we get into the chef stuff in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, they go on the boat, and he and his wife have a grand old time, and then they get off the boat at the end of the charter in episode two, and he, like, gives a tearful goodbye. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> it's super weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, like, the next charter comes on, and it's the friend of the captain from the previous season. She gets, like, slightly more characterization, but not... 
much outside of being like an annoying drunk. Yeah. Like it's really not about the guests. No. So should we talk about chef drama? Do you want to talk about the other crew members first and then go to her? Um, I'll just, I'll say in an overview, you're introduced to the crew, which is separated into two branches, which is like the exterior and interior. So it's deckhands versus stewards. Yeah. Or stewardesses. And it's drawn along gender lines. And that's how like the crew is defined. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the chef and that, I'm watching season one right now, and that's true in season one as well. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's how it's framed, like, most of the time. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a lead manager of, like, the deck people. I don't speak boat words, and they throw a lot of boat lingo around, so I'm not going to yeah. use that. So there's, yeah. like, a lead manager of the deckhands, and there's, like, a, a chief steward, which is, like, the the leader of the stewardesses. Yeah. And it's usually a man and a woman. Yeah. Um, and then there's the captain and the chef. And that's like the leadership structure. Yeah. So yeah. Do we want to go to the chef first? Yeah, let's do it. She's wild. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So the chef is of Russian descent. Yep, she's from somewhere in Siberia, which is large. Yes. And she supposedly has, like, French restaurant training and is, like, very qualified. And it has been hinted that that might be a lie, but it's not clear. But Mm -hmm. she has experience on boats kind of before, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, she's worked on other yachts. They keep saying that, like, she isn't experienced enough for whatever size yacht they're on. They throw around, like... It's like 42 feet or 40 some odd feet. I don't know. I've clearly never been on a yacht. (laughs) Um, And the chef herself, Mila, never says what her previous yacht experience was, but it's implied that she's been on boats before. Yeah. But she's like a hot mess from the beginning because she gets like Mm -hmm. food poisoning the first day and that's like not a good sign. Mm -hmm. And she has a lot of excuses for things. Yep. And basically, they work this storyline to, like, very quickly expose her lack of either skill or, like, understanding of what the guests want. Right. And it seems like some of the things she cooks, people really like, and they're, like, fancy. But then she's also, like, makes nachos, and they're like, we won't serve these nachos. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, so let's just stick with the first guest, um, the guy that we referenced a minute ago, who's kind of like the Ophi American guy. He says in his preference sheet that he likes Mexican food. Right. So she chooses to serve one night tacos, enchiladas, and nachos. And she literally has, like, a bulk bag from Costco of old El Paso hard taco shells, which Mm -hmm. she plates. And she made, like, taco meat... And, like, chopped up tomatoes and lettuce and whatever. And so she makes these tacos. And then she has a bunch of, like, straight-up tortilla, like, perfectly formed um, triangle tortilla chips. And she kind of puts some salsa and some canned corn in the middle. Yeah. And then Hannah, the chief stewardess, comes in and is like, are you going to put cheese on that? So then she puts, like, the four-cheese craft cheese shredded mix on top. Yeah. That I personally buy in bulk. 
and keep in my refrigerator at all times. Right. She sprinkles that on top and then is upset that it's, like, not melting in time. And that's what doesn't get served. Yes. And that's when, like, the whole storyline starts to fall apart because everyone's like, is that where you're serving the crew? And she's like, no, that's for the guests. And everyone's like, uh. Yeah, most of the things she's making, it's like, I wouldn't, like, that's what I would eat at my house or it's worse than what I would eat at my house. Yeah. Well, so they say up front that to charter that boat for however long these people tend to charter it is approximately like $200,000. Yeah. So these are like people who've spent a lot of money on it. And I'm not saying that I never go to the store and buy old El Paso hard taco shells. But the most I have ever spent on a vacation in my entire life, and I know this because of YNAB, my budgeting Mm -hmm. software is approximately $1,500 for a seven-day road trip. And we Mm -hmm. did not eat old El Paso hard taco shells at any point on that trip. No. So it's like, I'm just saying, can you imagine spending $200,000 and getting taco shells that you yourself could go to Hannaford's and buy tomorrow night? Well, and like, if you, I would imagine if you are a chef and you enjoy your job... You would be excited to probably have, like, a hefty budget and be able to buy, like, good quality ingredients, right? This was the thing I was definitely wondering about, is, like, what kind of budget is she given? What are her opportunities for food sourcing? Because, like, I've gone on, like, those sunset dinner cruises before (laughs) and gotten some pretty shitty food that is, like... You know, like $16 for, like, a BLT that's, like, Wonder Bread and one slice of bacon, you right, know? Right, right, And so the first time she cooks a meal in this season, I was like, you know, she's on a boat. It's hard. Hmm. But then it's like, you know, what is her budget? What is her control over the food sourcing? I feel like after a certain point, she's making her choices. Yeah. So this has escalated over the... Fr- course of these three episodes and they brought in a stewardess to help in the kitchen but she has like some cooking experience so there's some like power struggles happening yep and we'll see how that goes but i was saying to kirstie <laughs> like bravo looked at this lineup and was like who can we all agree to hate probably the russian <laughs> <laughs> Already the whole thing about her questionable cooking. Yeah. And then they somehow manage to drum up a subplot about how Mm -hmm. she's homophobic. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a neat trick. It's so neat. It's almost too easy. Almost too easy. Especially because the guy who draws it out of her is, like, starts off making some joke about how stereotypical Russians are homophobic. And she's Mm -hmm. like, yeah... I'm proud of Putin. <laughs> Fuck the gays. <laughs> it's wild. It's insane. And what's been crazy, so as of the time of this recording, episode three has aired, episode four has not. So yeah. we don't currently know where Mila stands, the chef. Mm-hmm. We just know that the whole crew has turned against her because she's a homophobe who can't cook. Right. And... If you look at, like, the gossip blogs or the Twitter accounts of the people who are the cast of the show... <laughs> Which, since yesterday, Kirstie has 
become a reader of. I'm very into the show as of yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so like right now I have an Us Magazine article pulled up. About I thought you were going to tell me you had an actual Us magazine, and I was like, Kirsty, you've gotten too far. No, oh my god, are you kidding me? I know. <laughs> the first magazine I've looked at in years is the Entertainment Weekly that you sent me in the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> it was a good present. It's fine. It was. Anyway, it's an article about Hannah, the chief stewardess, Getting mad at Mila about being a homophobe who can't cook. And all of the cast has been all up on Twitter since that episode aired, like, blatantly tweeting shit about her homophobia, which, Mm -hmm. like, I know a lot of cast members of various reality shows live tweet things that, like, may or may not fall into the realm of spoilers, but it really seems like the cast of this particular show is feeling... a deep sense of freedom to, mm-hmm. like, really speak out against this cast member who, at the time of airing, has not been fired from the crew yet. Right. It's wild. Mm-hmm. So, what else do we need to cover here before we move on to snacks? Read Mila or read the rest of the crew? Read the show. Oh, read the show. Okay, In general. So, um... <laughs> Um, they spend a lot of time doing, like, workplace stuff. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more workplace especially in this season, than the typical, like, workplace reality show. Mm-hmm. So we learn a lot about, like, cleaning cabins. It's It's got a very, uh, Downton Abbey feel to it. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. It's very upstairs, downstairs. For you know. sure. <laughs> For sure. It's a good complimentary program if you <laughs> are also watching that show too late and with I regrets. mean, I think it's interesting, <laughs> like, the whole time I've been watching it, I've been thinking, like, this is what's happening on Beyonce's yacht. You know, every time there's, like, a <laughs> Entertainment Weekly article about what celebrity is on vacation on a yacht that week, like, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. This is what no, they're it's doing. True. It's true. Um, why, why is it your shit? Like, why do we like it? Why are we into it right now? Because, like, we have not had a good success rate with reality TV in the past. So I have a couple thoughts. The last time I got into a, like, trash reality show, it was Instant Hotel, which you did not like as much as I liked. Yeah, that wasn't my fave. No. But I could only watch the first six episodes, and then I couldn't deal, I couldn't do any more of it, because it was too gross. This... Yeah. To me, I think the key, which I told you yesterday, is that they're just contained and they're removed from the rest of society. So it's not like when you watch, presumably, I don't watch it, but like a real housewives and they go out Mm -hmm. in public and like traumatize a store worker or a restaurant employee or whatever. Like they're making a negative impact on the people around them. Like, these people are contained to their boat, (laughs) and the only people they can really (laughs) negatively impact directly are the people who are spending $200,000 to go on a yacht boat ride, and really, I can't imagine that all of them are all that much better. (laughs) Yes. The other thing I really appreciate is the captain. I think she's a badass. 
The captain has some real Meredith Blake vibes, is all I'm going to say about that. I love her. She's, like, a really fantastic power bitch. Yeah. I haven't seen season three, but at the beginning, in her, like, opening package in season four, she talks about how last season she got taken advantage of, and she's normally, like, a kind and trusting person. Mm -hmm. But now... She feels like she really needs to, like, put her foot down with the crew. So then this one dude, this, like, deckhand, is like, hey, Sandy. And she's like, I'm captain. And I was like, you know what? Go, girl. Get it. I am here all the fucking time for women who institute, like, arbitrary forms of hierarchy. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, you will call me captain. We had a professor in college who started off my first class with her being like, you will refer to me as Dr last name and it's totally Mm. arbitrary but it's like you know what get it get it captain Mm -hmm. get it doctor like you do it Mm -hmm. it's good shit she also seems like a really competent captain like i kind of want her to be the captain on any boat i'm ever on yeah like if she sucked at her job that would ruin the legitimacy of what they're trying to pull off Unfortunately, that's a little bit what they're doing with the chef this season, because this is the first female chef they've ever had. Mm. And they're, like, a little bit fucking it up for her. She's kind of fucking it up for herself, but she's also getting the villain at it. Yeah, she is. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Um, I'm watching season one, and the characters in that season are really fun. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm probably going to keep watching it. I've watched a lot of shitty reality TV in my time. And I feel like this one is, like, relatively harmless. For the reason that Kelsey said, like, it's these, like, ten people on a boat only interacting with rich people. It's fine. Yeah. It's not like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette where they're, like perpetuating really fucked up norms of relationships. I mean, there's, like, some fucked up relationships about sex, because they all sleep with each other eventually. Yeah. Um, but, like, they're on a boat together. I don't know. It just, it feels slightly different than other fucked up reality shows. It does. But not in the way that, like, Bake Off feels slightly different. It's not nice. (laughs) Yeah. It's not nice. This is not a... This show is not going to win any awards in the really fucking good television awards show for nice people only next year. Uh Uh-uh. No. Not a single one. No. No. But I told Kirstie it's the reality show we deserve this summer. Ain't that the truth? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you watch this show, Kirstie... Do you yes. find yourself ever wanting a snack? Um, if wine counts as a snack, <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, we should define what a snack is, because you blew my fucking mind when you said what a snack was the other day. What did I say a snack was? Well, you told me something I liked was not a snack, and I was, like, really taken aback. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Now. Okay. <laughs> this is a segment we like to call Hate Watch IRL. <laughs> And we're going to talk to you about our real lives. And yeah, this is a rare area where Kelsey and I do not agree. (laughs) No. And we've talked about this a few times over the years. I don't know that we've ever talked about it in depth. So if we're being completely honest, Kelsey, I don't think you know how much I disagree with you when it comes to snacks. I mean, that's okay. We're going to be fine. I've been playing it cool for a really long time. (laughs) Oh, no. 
<laughs> this is my moment to make a really big confession. Okay, tell me your confession. You don't like Cheez-Its. I don't snack. You don't snack? I don't snack. Snack food in general is, like, not food to me. And I have never said anything out loud because I fully support your decision to eat snack food. Wait. Yeah. Clarify your statement. Do you not eat snack food or do you not eat food at non-meal times? Because those are two different things to me. (sighs) Okay. If I eat snack food, Mm -hmm. it's granola bars or yogurt, and it is as a meal replacement because it is a time of day where I do not have time to stop and eat a meal. Mm -hmm. I do not like snack food as it is categorized in a grocery store aisle, Mm -hmm. and I do not eat outside of meal times unless I am not able to eat a scheduled meal. But I feel like you've snacked when I've been around you. (laughs) Is it because of me? I nibble. You nibble. Nibbling is different than snacking, I would say. Well, sure, except for when we have, like, a whole cheese plate. Cheese plates are food and do not count. So, so okay, so we need to define snack for you because I think we have different definitions of snack, too. Not we snack do. the verb, but snack the the adjective. The noun. Um, I think you should is go it a first. Noun? Because you could have a snack food, or a food can be a snack. I think it's both. It is both, yes. Okay. So I participate in snacks the noun, but not necessarily snacking the verb, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I do both. (laughs) But only under specific circumstances, because not all things are acceptable snacks, because not all things are categorized as food in my book. Yeah, so this is where we differ, I think. Because yes, to me, so. a snack is like a very loose term for any food I eat that is not at regular mealtime. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's more about the activity. Yes, the action of like putting something into your face and consuming yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I like don't tend to do that like I it's also worth noting that I like don't eat super regular meals I like Mm. more or less can count on two a day but depending on the day itself it like maybe is three it might be like two with like three granola bars oh my god you know (laughs) my meal schedule is a little messy Mm -hmm. so for me And this was true even when I was a child, so this isn't just, like, I have unhealthy work habits. It's, like, who I am as a person. Sure. Um, Breakfast and dinner are extremely important. Lunch can give or take, and then all of the hours in between can also give and take. Mm Mm-hmm. But there are certain foods that do not count as food for me because they are not substantive, And pretty much in that category is all things that count as snacks. So we're talking, like, crackers. We're talking granola bars. Things in the snack aisle. Anything that you buy in a snack aisle, pretty much if I eat it, I'm going to be like, okay, I ate this and I'm not hungry at this moment, but I didn't eat. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to be mad about it. We live such different lives. We do, for sure. So, like, I feel... strongly about eating three meals a day every day sometimes fourth meal because yes 
however my body works if I don't eat. That's, like, the biggest, like, trigger point of my entire <laughs> sense of being. And, like, I'm a horrible person to be around if I don't eat regularly. Oh, I cry if I get too hungry. I cry like a small child. No, I know. <laughs> but generally speaking, if I can eat a breakfast and I can have a form of food at lunch, it doesn't have to be a full lunch, but, like, something that is food-like, and then I can more or less get dinner, I'll be okay. No, I need, like, a filling lunch, a full breakfast, <laughs> like a, <laughs> a bowl of cereal, not, like, a granola bar, and a bowl of cereal is not food. I would just like to throw that out there. With milk? That's a healthy breakfast, no. Kirsty. That is not a full breakfast. A bowl of cereal is torture. Okay. <laughs> I only <laughs> eat special K snack. for breakfast every day for a long time. No, 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 and no. And it no. has a cereal lot of healthy breakfast. benefits. I'm basically on sure, the special sure, sure. K diet, but not because I want to, want to be. <laughs> oh, no. It's because it's who I am. We do not endorse bad diets in this podcast. Special K is a healthy cereal. I just want to be clear. Sure, sure. There's sure. no sugar in it. That may be true. So anyway, <laughs> I really need to eat three meals a day. I'm often still hungry in between those meals. And... I also have a challenging work schedule that means I'm really hungry yes. in my car a lot. Yes. And, like, getting Absolutely. home at weird hours. Which makes me prone to snacking. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I have, like, a... Certainly relative to you, I have a way more conventional work schedule. Relative to the average person, maybe not. But, like, yeah. definitely relative to you. Well, I mean, it's the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Do you think my meals at work are better or worse than boat meals? Uh, whoo, baby. Um, equivalent, I think. Yeah, I think you're I think right. you're eating a boat dinner every time you yeah. eat a dinner at work. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, which is fair. So, yep. where do you want to go? Do you want to tell me the snacks that you do like? Um, I want, you are the snack connoisseur, so okay. I want you to tell me the snacks that you like, and then we'll go from there. Okay. It's about snack positivity. For, <laughs> for general, like, good all the time snack, my number one snack is Cheez-Its. Mm -hmm. And it's because they're delicious and you could eat a thousand of them and they're also portable and they're also easy to find so like they're in vending machines they're everywhere and you can never be too far from a cheese it when you need it they're uh -huh. also like moderately filling quote unquote like they're certainly not gonna mm. pass as a meal but if i just need to get home so i can eat dinner they're like sure they do the job see i don't fuck with crackers but cheese it's are not a standard cracker to me they're more like a chip okay okay Okay. You know. My other go-to snack is cheese and crackers, though. Yes. That one's more filling. I'm all about a cheese and cracker spread. Yeah. That's really my, like, fourth meal, too. Yeah. It can literally be, like, cheddar slices and Ritz, and, like, I can live with that. That is a snack. That is what I do often. <laughs> yes. I have been known to pull that one a few times myself. Mm-hmm. So that's always, like, a real winner to me. 
I just like can't get down with crackers on their own. And I think it's interesting that you point out that you can eat like a million Cheez-Its because that's what I hate about crackers is like you can literally just keep putting them in your face and it never ends. How do you know when you're done? It never ends. Well, right. That's why I try to put my Cheez-Its in like a portion controlled container because otherwise you will eat the whole box. Oh, sure. Yeah. You just eat the whole box. Mm-hmm. Because then you eat the whole box and you're like, well, fuck me. Now I'm full of cracker. Yeah. But what else is there in this life of ours? Right. right. That's why a cheese and cracker really works for me. It does. It's more It's more filling. That's true. Because then you get that that good, good cheese. Really, I'm just that here good, for vehicles cheese. for cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another cracker chip, I guess it's a chip that I really like, is Stacy's Chips. Those are, like, mm, those prime. Those are decent. Yeah. They've got the right amount of salt to them, which is important. Mm. Mm-hmm. The cinnamon sugar ones are good, too. Those I don't like as much as the plain old naked ones. Exactly one time my school my school makes, like, snacks in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And exactly one time my school made snacks that were those chips with, like, frozen berries. And the idea was, like, you do the chips and berries together. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite snack in the five years I've been there <laughs> that they ever served. And they served it exactly one time. Oh, no. I know. I was like, what the fuck? God. <laughs> I also am a big fan of, like, wavy potato chips. Specifically wavy mm. ones. I can take or leave those. Like, they're not, like, what I would choose out of all the snacks in the world, but they're, like, a good, solid one. I also discovered these lemon and black pepper chips that Cape Cod chips are making this summer, and those are unreal. I fucking love a good Cape Cod chip. Those are fucking delicious, especially Cape Cod chips in Hell of a Good Dip. That Mm, is a combo I'm here for. I love a Hell of a Good Dip. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Outside of lobster rolls, that may be, like, one of the more New England things about us, but, like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, one more on the chip topic. Tortilla chips I really like, if especially if they're, like, restaurant style, but not, like, Tostitos restaurant style, like the ones in the brown bags. But yeah. I don't really love salsa. Mmm. Like, there's, like, no salsa that does it for you? Not as much as a plain tortilla chip, which I know is huh. weird. So it's it's not like a spice level or like a tomatillo versus like Mm-mm. a red salsa no. or like anything like that. No. And there's certainly like salsas I like more than others, but I will take the plain tortilla chip over a tortilla chip with salsa. What about like a tortilla chip and queso or like a tortilla chip and guac? I don't do queso. I do like guac a lot. Because I will fuck with a tortilla chip in pretty much any form it takes like a nacho holy shit i would <laughs> fuck up a plate of nachos um there's a particular type of salsa it's um miss friano's jalapeno salsa i think it's like green mm-hmm. i could like the amount of salsa i can eat from that jar is probably bad <laughs> um tortilla chips and queso chips and guac like tortilla chips and salsa is like a staple in my life Mm. I will fuck a tortilla chip and dip. And I'll just take the chip. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, that's maybe one of the few things you and my husband have in common. Really? 
my husband just like carries bags of tortilla chips around the house and just like eats them plain. And I'm like, what are you doing? There are so many dips. You could be putting that chip in right now. <laughs> that is true. That's funny. Because <laughs> I keep multiple forms of salsa on hand in my fridge because I'm the only person in my life who likes really spicy salsa. So right. I have all the levels of salsa on hand at all times for anybody who may happen to walk into my house at any given time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have lots of dips available, including multiple forms of hummus. Mm-hmm. And my husband just eats plain tortilla chips all the time. That's so funny. I know. We always have like queso and salsa in the fridge. They never touch it. That's so funny. I'll eat like one or two plain chips, but the rest of the time I'm here for like the tortilla chip dips. You're, like, way more about the vessel. Yeah, and I find that that's true with a lot of snack foods, like anything bread-based, like a baguette and oil or, like, bread and cheese or whatever. It's, like, I want the carb as a vessel for the actual thing, which is, like, the cheese or the dip. Oh, no. I would eat bread by itself. I mean, I do eat bread by itself. Like, my favorite bread is the focaccia bread that we make sometimes, and we yeah. literally will, like, sit and eat that whole loaf. See, I'm into that, but I would need that with, like, butter or oil and garlic. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's Bread, oil, and garlic plain. is my shit. It is really I good. I eat, like, literally an entire loaf with just oil and garlic. Yes, you're not wrong. Yeah. Some weirder snacks, perhaps, that I would still consider snacks that I eat, like, especially if I'm coming home late, uh... A bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. which counts as a meal and a snack. Also, Eggo waffles are Eggos a snack. are the shit. Those are definitely a snack. Yeah. Can I tell you a story? Yes. This is a story for all of you listeners, not just for Kelsey. Ooh. But one of my first memories of being friends with Kelsey mm-hmm. was from the year 2008. We were mm-hmm. walking down the streets of Boston together. It was only like the third time we had ever hung out. And mm-hmm. Kelsey was talking about her love of Eggos and how mm-hmm. in her family, her dad would make her Eggos on weekday mornings and on weekends. He would make like homemade waffles. But mm-hmm. the problem was that there had been some catastrophe in an Eggos <laughs> factory. Yes. And so in the year 2008 or 2009, maybe, there was a shortage of Eggos. Mm-hmm. And it this was is a really real fucking shit up for Kelsey because literally every day of her life up until that point, she had eaten an Eggo waffle. <laughs> but now there was a shortage. And this is how my friendship with Kelsey began. Literally. This is all true. I ate Eggo waffles from fourth grade until college at some point. Yeah. And then I switched to Special K. Yeah. And that was what I ate from then on every morning. I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. But also, <laughs> growing up, that maybe this has something to do with my snacking. Growing up, I always had a snack before going to bed, and it was often a bowl of Special K. Mm. That is so interesting. So in my family, cereal is not a breakfast food. It's a fourth meal. Mm-hmm. And you don't have like a normal bowl. You have like, I don't a know if this is a bowl. thing in other people's houses. It's always been a thing in my house. Yeah, where you have like little bowls, mm-hmm. but like slightly bigger than a ramekin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. So um, you have like a little bowl of cereal and you only have it as like a fourth meal equivalent. That's mm-hmm. how cereal has always been eaten in my life. And growing up, we always had, like, Cap'n Crunch, Rice Krispies, Cheerios, Tricks, and there's one other I'm forgetting. 
kicks maybe i don't think it was kicks anyway something in the like sugary cereal line we always had on mm-hmm. hand but we never ate it for breakfast it was always like a little bowl at fourth meal is it because it was sugary cereal maybe i don't know it's like more of a I know dessert my mom wasn't allowed to eat sugary cereal growing up so then when she was raising me she was like fuck all i'm an adult and i'm gonna eat sugary cereal now <laughs> I never liked sugary cereal. I was a weirdo. Well, so, like, neither of us eat it particularly often. Like, I maybe do a bowl of cereal, and it's always at night, but I maybe do it, like, every two to three months. But I I didn't know until I was, like, a late teen, maybe into my 20s, that, like, for Cheerios and Rice Krispies, that a lot of people eat those plain. Because in my house, we always put, like, a little sprinkle of sugar on top. Oh, no, I've never done that. To make it like sugary cereal. No. You would hate my Special K then. I mean, if you're eating... Well, we don't eat Special K. That's fuck wild. (laughs) Oh my god, can I tell you my other favorite cereal? Yeah. It's um, General Mills Blueberry Morning. What is that? So, (laughs) you know how every cereal has, like, pictures of blueberries on the package? Sure. It's the only cereal that actually has blueberries in it. So it's like a cornflake, like a special K, or yeah. like a, it's not like a frosted flake, it's it's like a plain cornflake, and then mm-hmm. it also has slivered almonds and dried blueberries. Hmm. Oh my god, I could fuck with a bowl of blueberry morning. See, now here's where my dislike of nuts gets in the way of good things. Oh, oh, this is interesting. This is a thing that comes up all the time because I work in a nut-free office. How do you snack if you can't have nuts? Because like most of the snacks that I can deal with are like granola bars or plain pistachios or um, occasionally almond butter or peanut butter based things. Which, mm. they're not my favorite, but I can deal with them. So what do you do if you don't eat nut-based snacks? I mean, I've always wished that I liked peanut butter because it's actually filling, which is <laughs> a problem, a personal problem. I mean, I don't like but peanut I, butter that much, so I get it. I, yeah. But there are a fair amount of granola bars that aren't, they don't have nuts in them. I don't have an allergy, so I don't look for, like, could contain nuts. Right. But... I have found a couple, like, literally, like, two granola bars that work for me, and they're all nut-based. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, like, the chocolate chip cliff bars, or, like, the... I don't know. I feel like there's a couple others, but I'm not a big granola bar eater either. You know, a couple of times you and I have had arguments about cliff bars. I think they taste like sawdust, so talk to me about cliff bars. They're not good, but they're, like... Ones that I know I like that I can pick up at the airport when I'm, like, running from place to place and that I know okay. don't have nuts in them. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of Cliff Bar? Probably the chocolate chip one. But, like, they're weird. Like, the mm, texture is okay. weird because they're kind of moist. Super weird. It's gross. Yeah, like, it's not like a moist good situation. Yeah. We buy them at Costco, so pretty much... There's only ever two kinds. There's, like, the chocolate chip and white chocolate macadamia pack. Mm -hmm. Or there's a chocolate chip and something else. Uh, Peanut butter, maybe? Mm. They always come in a two-pack, and it switches from time to time. But the chocolate chip is always consistent. And I hate the chocolate chip. I can live with the white chocolate macadamia. So -hmm. especially when my summer schedule kicks in, I will eat a lot of Cliff Bars, but I resent it every time. 
but I eat them as meal replacement, not as, like, It's snacks. not a good situation. No. One thing I've been really annoyed with has been the, like, rise of a bunch of those, like, cute little packets, and I know we have issues with the eco-friendliness of these, but of, like, yes. a couple different cheese brands are making them, and it's, like, cheese, yeah. a protein, and, like, a crunchy thing. And it's, like, a little snack. Yes. And I keep thinking, like, oh, you know, that would be good for, like, when I am stuck at work late or something, and I really need, like, something that's actually going to fill me up a little bit. And it's really hard to find ones that don't have nuts. Yep. And I found one that is an Applegate brand one, and it's actually like a charcuterie plate, but it's sesame. I guess, I don't know, sesame's not a nut, is it? No, it's a seed. No, I mean, it is an allergen group, but it's not because it's a nut. It's like sesame something, like chip things, and then uh, salamis or pepperonis, one of those. Huh cheese and like craisins or something like that sure but i was happy with it because it wasn't nuts but it was like five dollars so it's not like a sustainable snack (laughs) no and so what's hard about those is they're expensive and they're too small to like really be effective i used to work at a large coffee chain company that had their own line of similar things yeah. They were like snack boxes, and it was the same thing where you'd get like three slices of apple, four pieces of cheese, and like two pepperoni, and you had to pay like eight bucks for it. This one was actually really big, I will say. Yeah? It was huh. bigger than any of the other ones I've had, and it was like almost too much food for me. Interesting. Yeah. That's good to know, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Not free. I mean, you can do yogurt. I've stopped eating yogurt. My biggest problem with yogurt is that unless you have the time to pack it for yourself, and this reflective, I think, of a lot of other snack foods, you're looking at something that's, like, really high in sugar content. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I have the time to, like, pack a mason jar of, like, plain Greek yogurt and fruit, and that's fine. But generally speaking, if I'm eating a yogurt, it's because, like, I had five minutes to run to a grocery store while I was on a supply run for work. Right, And so I had to grab a yogurt out of the case. Right. And now I have to eat it in my car in a parking lot. Yeah. And so, like, if you stack up all the snack foods that are, like, available to me in a day, it's, like, a yogurt, a granola bar, uh, like, maybe a sesame roller, and, like, all of those are really sugary. I feel like most snack foods are sweet. Yeah, they are. The only, like, fun snack foods that I've tried to eat more of, instead of, like, boxes of Cheez-Its in my car, uh, are, like, (laughs) bananas and clementines and, like, things that travel easily that you don't have to put any effort into and, like, grab on your way out the door. Those are hard, too, because I always forget them in the bottom of my work bag. Yeah, and they they get get gross. Yeah. And, like, you would think that that would be something you'd grow out of in, like, middle school when you're the person on locker cleanout day who opens their locker and there's a cloud of fruit flies. <gasps> and yet somehow Ew. it has continued into my 20s. Oh, Kirsty. Okay, to be, to be fair, I particularly was never that person, but I have forgotten a few bananas and clementines in my Jansports in the 90s. So, you know, even though I never had the cloud of fruit flies in my locker, people next to me did. Mm. I still carry the trauma because it could have been me. Yikes. 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 You know? 
Yeah. Yikes. I forget fruit in the bottom of my bag all the time. I try to take it out when I get to work and, like, put it on my desk just so I know it's there. The biggest problem is I don't empty my bags. Like, it's nothing to bat an eye at if I move from a workstation, like, four-plus times in a workday for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't always empty my bag when I sit down at my desk, and that's when things go awry. Mm. You know? That's fair. I do. And that's why it would be really convenient if I could eat, like, a Cheez-It or something. But crackers are just the fucking worst in my book. I mean, I'll agree to disagree with you about crackers. (laughs) I feel like crackers are dry, and they make you thirsty, and they're full of sodium, and they have nothing to offer on their own. They're fine if you also have, like, charcuterie and cheese. But if all you have is a Cheez-It or a Ritz, then, like, fuck off. You know, I mean, you do know, my favorite snack (laughs) experience of all time is filling one solo cup with beer and one solo cup with (laughs) Cheez-Its and putting them in the cup holders of my float at the lake. (laughs) That is Kelsey's happy place. It really is. That, that is actually what would be on your preference sheet. It literally is. That's literally what would be on Kelsey's preference sheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's my favorite keep the activity. beer and the Cheez-Its flowing. Yeah. It's like a problem how many Cheez-Its I'm going to eat this 4th of July and every 4th of July. <laughs> so I have a contentious snack maybe to throw out because I don't... I feel like I know your feelings, but maybe I don't. Okay. Popcorn? I like a good popcorn. Um, I particularly love a kettle corn. I also fucking love a Chicago mix. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh my god, I love a Chicago mix. If you have never been um, exposed to a Chicago mix, there are a couple different brands of, like, bagged popcorn that make it. And it's, like, a a cheesy popcorn, generally like an orange cheese Mm -hmm. mixed with a kettle corn. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, that sweet, salty, hot... Damn, I am also completely here for a good smart food. You listed all the popcorns I dislike the most. Oh my god. <laughs> what what other kind of popcorn is left? Like regular popcorn? I mean, regular popcorn is fine. I can eat just a normal salted popcorn. I mean, I'm not here for buying bagged popcorn. So maybe that's like the, the first step. But maybe. I mean... Well, okay, I don't go out of my way. Like, I don't go to the store and walk down, like, the snack aisle and say, like, today I am buying smart food. Mm. You know, it's like if there an opportunity arises where there is kettle corn or where there's this one particularly bougie brand, I can't remember the name right now, that makes a Chicago mix and occasionally I come across it. And when I do, I get that bag. It's not something I have consistently. It's just, like, when I do, it's like, oh, my God, I really like this. Mm. You know? Yeah. I really am not a big kettle corn person, but I don't... I don't mind smart food. Yeah. I don't mind smart food, but it's, like, a commitment to, like, everything you're doing that you can only eat the popcorn because your hands are covered in things, and that just drives me crazy. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, like... I love a kettle corn. Especially, like, an authentic kettle corn, like, from street food. Mm-hmm. I love a good, like, truck kettle corn. Mm. I mean, we make a lot of popcorn at home and just, like, uh-huh. 
load it up with butter and salt and like that's my f- preference for popcorn but i'll yeah. it's like i'll eat the whole entire bowl of it uh, which is a problem you know what i don't like is like novelty popcorns so when people make like nutella popcorn or like ranch popcorn so i generally don't like that either however I've had two mm. novelty popcorns that I'm fans of. I have access to popcorn every single workday. <laughs> sure. It's like stale bagged popcorn, but it's there and it's free. Uh-huh. Sometimes I have access to Cheetos popcorn. That mm-hmm. shit is real good. Um, I will say that a couple of times I fucked with like Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Mm -hmm. or there's, like, a Chili Lime Cheetos that's, Mm -hmm. like, or maybe it's Chili Lime Doritos. It's something that's supposed to be, like, super spicy, and I can eat, like, a good fistful of those and be into it. Yeah. Not the whole bag, but, like, a good quantity. Mm -hmm. Cheetos popcorn is really good, but it has that same smart food effect that you're, like, I don't, this is a commitment I'm not necessarily interested in. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, the amount that I enjoy is good. Yeah. The other one I had that I'm, like, really into, that I've only had once, is Fruity Pebbles popcorn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So the new Night Shift Brewery does rotating house popcorn, and yep. occasionally it is Fruity Pebbles popcorn. Hot damn. Hot damn. Hot damn. It's really good. I'm confused. I'm having confused feelings that are on both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. because I love Fruity Pebbles. Mm-hmm. I've made Fruity Pebble macaroons. I've had Fruity Pebble <laughs> cereal milk ice cream. Like, I love a good Fruity Pebble flavored shit. But mm-hmm. like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. So any other uh, last snacks you want to mention before we wrap this hour and 20 minute episode? <laughs> if- this is supposed to be an easy one. Um, I like a good beef jerky, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I like charcuterie in general. I think there's yeah. a line for me where, like, cheese plates and charcuterie become meals. And so I start off thinking, like, oh, I'm going to eat this as a snack. And then it's my dinner. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I like a good beef jerky. Um, there's actually a company in Vermont that makes a good beef stick that got me through my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I like the occasional, very occasional, like, spoonful of Nutella or spoonful of cookie butter. I've never gotten be- behind a spoonful of peanut butter. Yeah. And we had a brief conversation the other day about rice cakes, particularly flavored mini rice cakes. Mm. Oh, Those yes. Those I can get behind. Yeah. The whole bag I ate in two days, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that, too. Um, I didn't say this when you brought up chips, but Miss Stacy's jalapeno chips and Cape Cod jalapeno chips and most other brands jalapeno chips <laughs> just really fucking do it for me. Plain potato chips I'll eat if they're at like a house party and I'm there. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm going to go to Subway, I'm going straight for like the jalapeno chips, whatever brand they carry that day. You have a higher tolerance for spice than I do. I love spicy shit. If you make it spicy, I'll eat it almost regardless of what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Um, I also very, very strangely, it makes no sense when you look at the rest of my preference sheet, but strangely (laughs) enough, I like 
the occasional barbecue chip or barbecue flavored mm. snack. Interesting. It's weird. Yeah, that's not what I would peg you for. No. Occasionally, though, barbecue flavor hits the spot. Huh. Um, also, for my birthday last year, when I was pregnant and having weird cravings and also vomiting all the time, my birthday mm-hmm. dinner was just a large Lazy Susan of, like, 15 different dips. So, like, <laughs> I will fuck a good dip. <laughs> Oh my god. Otherwise, I don't do snacks. Just dips, really. I feel like snacks are like meals for me. I know, we covered this. I know. It's just like, it's a weird thing. I feel like you're either a snacker or you're not. And that's just like it. Yeah. It's alright. We can still be friends, I guess. We can. And you're gonna come here tomorrow, (laughs) and I'm gonna have so many snacks at your disposal. I've learned so much before oh, I take my infant child grocery shopping. She's going to love that. She she actually really does like grocery shopping. <laughs> she tries to eat the rice cakes. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have feelings about snacks, you should send them to us via many different ways. You can leave us a five-star review and tell us what your favorite snack is. You can tweet us your favorite snack at Hate Watch With Us, or you can send us an email about your favorite snack long form at hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. Uh, you could probably also submit it somewhere on our website, hatewatchwithus.com. There is like a listener feedback section on that website, which I know because we occasionally get spam emails mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. There's also a listener um, submission section on our our other podcast, Our Watch mm-hmm. Has Ended, if you ever wondered what we thought about Game of Thrones. We don't talk about snacks there. No. (laughs) But it is another place to hear our thoughts, if you were wondering. Right. I was just trying to think of, like, the snack you would eat that's Game of Thrones related. To watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Like, the snack most filled with despair. The snack I was promised while watching Game of Thrones was largely alcohol. (laughs) Alcohol is probably my favorite snack. Fair. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> um, we're also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. You can mm-hmm. find them over at Thought Bubble FM on Twitter or thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Um, they have a Patreon also. If you just search for, like, Thought Bubble Audio, they'll come up. They have a bunch of other shows Um, That may or may not have equally as strong feelings about snacks. We've never actually put that in the Slack channel. Maybe we should. No. But they do have other shows that cover other nerd properties, such as the podcast Loud Women, which talks about the television show Shrill, or Beer with Geeks, which talks about a lot of other things, just in general, or um, Academy Rewind, which talks about movies, and they have other podcasts that are specific to specific television shows. Um, If you would like to go there and pick them to your taste the way you do in the snack aisle of the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very customizable podcast experience at the Thought Bubble Audio Network. It sure is. (laughs) So, um, I think that's it. That's it. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
You know what I just realized in this moment? What? I am two degrees of separation from Below Deck Mediterranean and from Ace of Cakes. Cool. (laughs) You can edit that out. It was just a gumball. I have two degrees of separation from Kate Middleton, so... Ha. Well, fuck you! Are you kidding me? 